Hello. Saying things. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Ow! Tommy, can you hear me? I'm guessing that's a no. Last time we had y'all get chased down by snake dog birds and get away. But now you're kind of on the wrong side of a river from your destination. So you have to do a little wandering to get back. Uh, you also, you don't know, but the people listening to this know that the faceless traders are trying to find you. They've got an ambush waiting, but they're trying to track you down to set an ambush for you. So... Let's see, you can... But we're not being actively attacked anymore? No, you are not being actively attacked. Aside from Ketho getting sort of grabbed and shaken a bit by one of the things, you came out mostly unscathed. Mostly murdered, yeah. Since at this point, there's going to be a bit of traveling going on, I wanted to actually get a chance to have everyone contribute a little bit to this thing. Because you're, you're driving for a little bit, but I want to hear one sort of interesting occurrence that happens along the route from each of you. It could be like just some like really like awe-inspiring sight that you see or some kind of environmental or native creature challenge that comes up and how you deal with it, something like that. Because this, this battle happened like right in the morning after you set out. So over, over like the course between like now and early afternoon or so, what sort of stuff do you guys encounter? Who, who wants to go first? Oh, what I thought was interesting? Yeah, just, just pick something that happens. You're telling me what happens now. Oh, wrong. I'm telling you. Yes. Oh, yes, you get to uh, say what happens. We find a fear cat. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay. So, what color is this fear cat? Purple. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and so, uh, what, what, what circumstances do you meet? Do you, like, come across it while it's... Eating its prey? Do you, is it like stalking you through the trees? Is it just sort of like running past you and not really dealing with you? Oh, that's a dangerous question. Um, yeah, he's stalking us. Hmm. All right. So you, you're driving along for a while, and uh, one of you notices that there definitely is a giant purple tiger stalking your bike. How do you get yourselves out of that situation? Drive like the wind. Ah. So you have a. Blazing chase through the through the trees with a uh, fear cat hot on your heels. How how do how do you finally get away from it? Tyrus mind blasts it and makes his head implode. Crunch, pop. All right, <laughs> you brain blast the cat and uh, get get out of there real fast. Did I do good, boss? You did good. All right, sounds sounds good. So immediately after the dog chase thing. Uh, then, then you get chased by a giant cat. <laughs> what happens next, Matt? When you get past the cat and drive on for a while, what other sort of stuff do you encounter? I say that the ground seems a little unstable. Not geologically speaking, but as if there's something living beneath us. Mm. Oh, good God. Hey, hey you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you do when you have this sort of feeling coming up? And who who notices it first? I'm thinking I probably notice it. 
and I'm going to get my four staff out. Who's driving right now? Zarkov, are you still driving? I would assume so. I suggest to Zarkov to increase our velocity. I assume I oblige. You could just refuse and stop the bike. <laughs> Dead stop. <laughs> uh, but you can... Alright, so if, if you do increase the speed, as Tyrus requested, what's your plan to deal with this thing? Oh, sorry, you're asking me? Yes, yes. You have your force staff out. Maybe maybe their the ground sort of starts to shift some more and like you see what seems sort of like a small valley is actually like closing over over you with like some soil like streaming down and so the sort of like sound of like trees shifting about. It seems like it's it's more like a Venus flytrap mod than anything. What do you do next? Do I actually see it or do I just yeah, it's, sense it's, it? It's kind of like it's more like the uh, the sensation that like the horizon just keeps getting a little bit higher on each side of you. See, I want to attack it, but I'm a little bit worried that if I provoke this thing, it will just eat us. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna just wait to see what it does because I'm like I said, I'm afraid that if I poke this thing, it's gonna just eat us. So okay, well you could um. If if you uh, if you gun that engine, then like you probably could make it up the sides of this thing and get out of this large sinkhole that's slowly starting to envelop you. I I yell to Zarkov, uh, "Can we get ourselves out of this thing?" We can try. Throttle the max. All right, and so you do a a dope ass BMX jump off the lip of this thing as you fly out of the sort of crater thing. It's definitely got some sort of like chitinous plating on the outside of this, and it's slowly trying to close in on everything inside of it. But you sail through the air and hit the ground a ways away with a bit of a skid and a spinning of tires and get out of there real quick. All right, all right. Uh, Ned, what thing happens next after you're out of that? It could be more like danger stuff, or it might just be like an interesting site that you come across as you drive by. Oh, I've got a good one. All right. As we what get out, got? we we come to a small clearing. There's a, uh, a fairly decent sized lake, and above it, there's a waterfall tumbling down. Oh, that's so beautiful. We see the sunshine. There's a tiny bit of a rainbow because of the mist. Yeah. And then, uh, and then as we look at the waterfall and wonder... It begins to turn red uh. as blood starts diluting the water. A lot of it. And you see a pack of beasts up top devouring prey in the water, in the river. Are these Ever the same beasts that were chasing you, or is it something different? It's the same type of beast. Okay. They've got some kind of large prey that they've downed and are consuming it. It would be a very picturesque scene with all like the the overhanging tropical trees and flowers in every color you can imagine, but then just tons of blood coming down this waterfall. Yes, exactly. We come out into this and uh, Ketho, Ketho thinks to himself, this isn't... All right, this world isn't all bad. <laughs> and then the waterfall turns red. Fuck, wait, no, it is all bad. <laughs> I spoke too soon, guys. Ketho goes back to being in shock of such a terrible world. Uncivilized, <laughs> horrible place. Join the Inquisition, they said. You'll see interesting new places, they said. All right. That occurs like around midday. Sometime around when this is happening. Actually, 
What order do I want to do this in? Everybody make a toughness check for me. Toughness plus 10. Hmm. Because you've been spending a while down on this death world. You've been here over 24 hours, and the constant watching over your shoulder, seeing if anything is going to try and murder you, which things have tried to do several times already, is like starting to wear you down. One degree of failure for Tyrus. It looks like two degrees of failure for me. Sarkov gets three degrees of success. All right. And um, I rolled for Martin. He got some failure as well. All right. Uh, everyone who failed that test, take one level of fatigue. One level of fatigue doesn't really do anything. It's only until you start getting a few levels of fatigue that it's going to have an actual game effect. But you are definitely feeling a little bit worn out by this whole experience. So my divination, only in death does duty end, is invoked, which uh, prevents that fatigue from happening. All right, perfect. Now sleeping on the job for Tyrus. So Tyrus, um, I guess you're getting really worn out by this, but through sheer willpower are soldiering on. Is that about what is going through his head? Uh, more like just the stinging paranoia is keeping him vigilant. Mm-hmm. Is it more like... His normal paranoia level is so high that this is more or less business as usual. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Very good. John, what what is it that's making uh, Zarkov hold up a little better than the rest of the party? He considers social conversations to be deadly company, so the fatigue of that, is, this is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> yes, there are monsters all around trying to kill me, but at least I don't have to talk to them. Exactly. Very good. All right. And also, um, whoever the, the navigator is, make me a survival test. Uh, actually, one of you make a survival test for me. One of you make a navigate surface test for me. Up to you to decide who is most qualified for that. I, I do have survival. Yeah, you're probably the best at survival then. Because it's like perception-based, and you've got plus 10 in it. Well, 14 out of 62, baby! You got it. All hey. right. So... What's the navigate surface test result here? Did Martin get navigate surface? Uh, I feel like he did, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll just roll for him. We can't this... access his character sheet, can we? Uh, probably not. Right. His intelligence is fuck normous, but I rolled a 95, so that's not going to help. <laughs> well, that's a fuck normous number. <laughs> Alright, well, so it takes you guys a little while to like actually get along the river it's it's taken you guys a little while there's a lot of confusing switchbacks that it's hard to navigate around because you are in sort of like mountainous foothill area and are steadily climbing in altitude as you get towards the location of these coordinates but with survival you've got a few degrees of success so there are a couple different points you could take to like cross this river sort of describe like what your sort of like ideal river crossing point would be. And you find something like that, basically. A man-made bridge. Uh, you know, actually, you find one of those. Oh, God. It's not man-made, though. You get to this bridge. It's entirely covered in moss. It's designed as like a footbridge, but your bike is small enough that you can make it over. You can't quite tell much more about it at first glance, but it is definitely, from what you know about the planet, very unusual to see a footbridge here. 
There must be a base or something nearby or supply depot. The the bridge is like covered in in moss and vines and uh, other other kind of plant growth. It takes you a minute to realize it actually is like a a bridge and not just like a fallen log. But it's it's definitely a real bridge under there. What do you do when you come to this bridge? Do you want to continue over it or investigate or something else? Yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah. So you're gonna drive over the bridge. Yes. Okay. You uh you drive over the top of it. It's uh pretty sturdily built. Doesn't seem like it has corroded at all, even despite all this plant matter on top of it. And you sort of speed over the top of it. At this point, I'm going to flash back a little bit to something that happened while you guys were on this morning's travel. It's it's gotten to about two p.m. When you get to this point, up on the space station, the same person that we, we saw from like the point of view of earlier, one in the ornate Mechanicus robes, is sort of in their chambers and just like gets off, is on a Vox call, and um, a Vox call with uh, Tabitha Wright, and we, we see um, both people's perspectives. Tabitha is telling this person that, like, well, we're. We're doing our best to get you the items you requested. There, however, there's been a complication. There's another group going after this, and we need to make sure that nothing happens to jeopardize our expedition, because they seem to be heading exactly for the same spot as us. So if you could find a way to give us a little bit of navigational help down here, that would be much appreciated. And the Mechanicus person says in their cold, metallic, synthesized voice. It shall be done. Stand by for further information. And hangs up the vox and stumps down the hallways towards the sensorium. Once they get there, there's like a, a group of junior tech priests in the sensorium sort of like taking measurements. And he just sort of like bodily shoves them out of the way. They make their protest but realize his rank and then just like scuttle and away and make themselves scarce. He focuses the sensors and, after some fiddling, finds the, like the signature of a vehicle moving along through the jungle below. Your bike. And he relays that information back to Tabitha. So, when we get back to your guy's turn, you're crossing the bridge. And you see ahead of you a number of people raise out of the underbrush with weapons trained right at you and open fire. So let's roll initiative, why don't we? After my agility bonus, that's a nine for Tyrus. Okay. If it's agility, right? I got a four. I rolled a one. Oh, no. I rolled a ten, so I got a fifteen. <laughs> All right. Martin, he's got ten. Yeah, I, uh, I did not roll higher on the two for my die for any of them. So... I, uh, I rolled your sort of awareness on my own, and you got high enough to see this coming. And so, um, Zarkov, you have by far the highest initiative of anyone. So you see these people rising out of the underbrush with weapons as you guys are going across the bridge. So you, you have time to act before they do. Of all the people there, there's like five guys with guns of various kinds and four guys who look like they've got, like, shields and shock muscles. Oh, gosh. We're still on the trike, right? Yeah. You're getting onto the other side of the river. 
it, it's like you're going the bridge leads into like a, a small gully and the enemies are on either sides the gun enemies higher up the slope than the truncheon ones right now they're about 50 meters away what would you like to do do we want to engage these guys boys or do we want to like hide no, they definitely see you oh they see us we can still try hiding anyways. We can still try it. Evasive maneuvers so that they're more or less likely to be shot. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Uh, I'm guessing it's just a maneuvering check, right? Evasive maneuvers are just, you move your regular speed and then, I guess it actually makes more sense if they're like 70 meters away from you. You move the regular tactical speed and then you, you roll your operate test and then that gives penalties to people attacking. Well, I rolled a 33 with a target of 70. Yeah, it's 40 for your success. So that means enemies are going to take minus 40 to hit you. Nice! Is that for all of us? Yeah, anyone on the bike. Serpentine! Serpentine! Mm-hmm. Yeah, ra- ranged attacks made from the vehicle during that time suffer the same penalty, though. So it's it's going to be very hard for any of you guys to hit anything, but they are um, definitely going to have a hard time hitting you. Because you're, you're basically all just, like, grabbing onto the vehicle for dear life. Also, where where are you moving the bike? Because uh, as, as part of that, you also get to move the bike. Where do you want to go? You could try going, like, across the bridge and keep going past them. You could turn around and go back the way you came. You could, like, go across and then, like, up the hill towards them if you want to charge them. Uh, or, or, like, along the side of the riverbank go that way what do you think guys do you think we can take him yeah of course we can take him well you're you're driving so <laughs> go i mean it'd be better thing. if we could get the jump on them rather than them get the jump on us it's unfortunately very hard to sneak while riding a motorcycle so where where would you like to go john i'm charging him all right yeah you shoot you go up the hill going right towards a group of them they do not look like they expected this <laughs> martin's next I think he's going to take out his hand flamer and try and toast one of the dudes nearby. So you, you get close enough that um, the truncheon dudes are like within 10 meters and therefore in hand flamer range. Martin's going to shoot and the dude is going to try his best to dodge. He does. So he, he ducks out of the way of the sheet of flame that then sets the underbrush on fire. Not immediately relevant in, like, tactical situation, but forestry groups may be concerned. Tyrus, it's your turn now. How close are these guys now that we're charging them? Uh, the nearest are the guys with the shock truncheons and combat shields are within 10 meters. Uh, there's a, a one dude with a las gun, uh, one dude with a different projectile weapon of some kind, and then another one in the back wearing, like, heavy carapace armor with a, a shotgun. The one with the different projectile weapon, uh, Zarkov, you recognize as a Weber, which they're very commonly used for crowd control in the Arbides. So you've seen it in action before. It essentially shoots, like, a big ball of sticky web strands that immobilize people. And he's got it pointed right towards you. All right, so including the guy with the Weber, I'm going to target three to cast Dominate on. All right. At uh, willpower, or excuse me, at psi rating five. Yeah. Uh, to also, they're on the the other side of this little thing. Uh, another group similar. 
mirrored, but they don't have a guy with a shotgun on that side. He looks to be like the leader. Is he within 25 meters? Yes, just within 25. Okay, so I'll target him. I'll target the guy with the Weber and also the guy who's closest to me. All right. One of the truncheon guys. Uh, dominate. Roll away. Ugh. One degree of failure. Oh, no. I will spend a fate point, and I'll re-roll that. Right. Okay. One degree of success. Oh, woo. okay. There you go. All right. Let's um, roll some resistances, then. Uh, the guy, the leader, fails. The dude with the Weber passes. The dude with the truncheon probably fails. So what What do you... um? Dominate, like, you, you specify something and they have to do that during the next action? Is that yeah. it? Mm-hmm. All right, what are, what are you telling them to do? I'm going to tell both of them to shoot the guy with the Weber. Okay. Because <laughs> Webers and high-speed trikes don't mix, so... All right, yes. <laughs> I'd Certainly. like him to be taken down ASAP. Okay. Almost all the enemies now go at five. The dude with a lasgun takes aim and fires at the bike. He actually hits. Zarkov, there's a last gun blast coming in at you. You can dodge. I will certainly do that. All right. <laughs> 21, target 70. All right, you're good. You duck past the last bolt. A last gun on the other side of the ravine fires. He somehow, he also hits. He's also going for Zarkov. Oh, God. Dodge again. All right. This is my last dodge, though, this turn. You could take this and save it for a shot from something else, if you wish. How many are there? There's like nine guys total. Two of them are Webers, who haven't shot yet. No, screw it. I'm going to dodge. All right. 16, target 7. All right. You dodge the second last bolt. Yeah. All right. The uh, sort of leader person raises his shotgun towards the bike, but then, for some reason, he turns his shotgun toward his friend and fires. Uh, misses horribly, but the friend is very shaken by this and looks away as, as looks as just as one of his other friends drops his truncheon, pulls out a las pistol, and shoots at him. Also misses, but it's just <laughs> it's just pandemonium in the ranks over there. The the truncheon guys on the other hill pull out las pistols and start firing as well. One las bolt does hit going towards Ketho. Ketho, if you want to make me a dodge. Absolutely, I would. One degree of success. 33, target 34. Oh, okay. So you do dodge as well. Part of my hair is singed. Quite lucky. <laughs> Last truncheon guy is actually going to... He's going to like stand in place and like raise his truncheon to strike at the bike as it comes close. Ketho, your turn. All right, let's see here. I think I'm going to aim at the guy with my bolt gun. Which guy? The guy with the Weber. All right. I will take a single shot at him. That is at minus 40 from the uh, evasive maneuvers. What's the range I'm at? You're within short range, definitely. You're like 15 or 20 meters away. I did not hit. Uh Uh-oh. Bullet goes wide and splats the tree trunk. Well, I tried, guys. You tried. Closest one is, like, yelling at his friends, like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be attacking them, not me. Snap out of it. And, like, races the Weber at the bike and fires. 
Oh my god, I'm rolling just fire for the attack roll of these people. Like, thanks, buddy. All, all the ones against you, I've rolled like under thirty for like every single attack roll. Shooting their friends, not so much. That I mean, that that's going to be a hit. I roll, I rolled an eight for this one, so that's going to hit everyone. In the case of the pilot, normally the the pilot would have to roll to avoid a blast weapon like this. But uh, Weber is a, a blast, and it's wide enough to envelop the whole bike. So everyone at this point needs to roll to not get stuck. Webers don't do damage, but they do be sticky. What are we rolling? Right, you need to make an agility test with minus 10, uh, or be snared. I'm going to go ahead and use my fate point on this. Did we right. reset our fate points, or are we... Where we were last. Uh, you you reset them when you slept. Okay. Six target forty. Oh baby. Good man. Yeah. I'm gonna use my fate point to get plus ten on this roll. Mm-hmm. And then if I fail it, I get to re-roll. Correct. Uh yes, yes, that's right. That's how we're doing it with our house rule. Does it count as a success if I hit it exactly? It does. Because yes! I did the exact same thing with a target of twenty nine. Get, get out. Yeah. Get out. Meanwhile, John John rolled a six he, with a target of 40. Did. Yeah, you guys, 29, 29, 34, 34. What the fuck? Stop. <laughs> and meanwhile, John is just showing off. Uh, yeah, you know. Martin, God, I don't know what his agility is, but I don't think it's 42. I think I think his agility was less than 42. So um, Martin's snared. Everyone else miraculously escapes. It makes like a thunk noise as it fires, and it just a, a canister flies through the air, and a, a few meters away from you bursts in midair and like flings a bunch of web substance at you. And uh, most of you sort of like slap out away at it as it's sort of congealing, but um, Martin gets really snarled up in the stuff and is kind of basically tied right into his seat. <laughs> Hey, that, that's actually convenient if David isn't here because his character is helpless. That's super that's, convenient. That is, that is the condition that you get when you are snared. You are considered helpless until you break out. So the one from across the way fires, but um, the web goes like very far wide and like hits, hits the area right where your bike was a little while ago. But now we go back around to the top to Zarkov's turn. Hmm. Am I close enough to attack yet? I mean, you you can drive closer so you can hit them with your sword. Damn right. In true... Uh, oh, crap. What are they called? Commissar fashion. Yes. Drive me closer. I don't know. Actually, I should probably continue to do evasive maneuvers. Is that what you guys think? Keep evading, please. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right. Roll your operate test. Minus 10 now because you're going up a pretty rocky vegetation-covered hill. Uh, 14, target 60. Dang. All right. Yo, that's just not fair. Okay. All right, so you, which, where, where are you driving with this? Just doing your serpentine. Serpentine, like, sideways, like, not towards them directly, but, like, kind of, like, just, like, you know, like, I'm circling around them. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you trying to, like, get past them, or are you trying to, like, drive in, in, like, a vulnerable area to start attacking them? A vulnerable area to attack them from. All right. So you're sort of like go, going like around the side, cavalry flanking maneuver, being very squirrely while you do so. Very good, very good. Martin is going to try and burst out. I don't think he has 55 strength, so he is not out. 
He's actually quite swole, but he's not that swole. Back to Tyrus, your turn. How close am I to... Uh, the guy with the Weber is still up, right? I guess he's just reloading yes, he now. Uh, Weber, um, yeah, he's he's fired. Um, I think they have a couple rounds in their chamber. Okay. It's, they don't have a lot of ammo, but I think they have more than one. Okay, so he's presumably going to shoot at us again when it comes back to him. Yeah. And So he was shot at, but he wasn't actually hurt. Never mind, Weber's do have a clip of one. So it's okay, sort of like okay. a, a break-action grenade launcher sort of thing. Uh, so how close am I to him as we were driving? John, how close do you want to get to them? Because you can get however close you want. I'm assuming far enough away that I don't get swamped by the guys with the stun sticks and the shields, but you know, mm-hmm. close enough that my friends have a clear shot. Yeah, if that's what you're going for, you can get within 15 meters. Everyone is within like a 20-meter bubble of you. I was going to say, since it's technically not suicidal, I could have asked him to like attack himself with his own Weber, but his clip is out. <laughs> that's, that's very true. You certainly could do that. Wait, have you commanded him? Reloaded. Well, he's, he's going to take another round to reload, presumably, right? Uh, yeah, it's most weapons are one round or two to reload. Okay. Can um, you get him to like, throw away his ammo? I could try, yeah. He does have like a, an ammunition bandolier with like Weber canisters in it. <laughs> he could throw it at us like it's a grenade. And we'll just catch it. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I may try that. So 15 meters, so I'm going to drop my psi rating down to three. All right. That still means I can target uh, one other guy. That gives me a plus 30. Is there still another second target still within 15 meters of me right now? Yeah, there is the leader and a uh, lasgun grunt. Okay. I'm going to command the guy with the Weber and the lasgun grunt. I roll a 19 with a target of 85. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just rolling. One guy got a natural two on his willpower. That's not good enough, though. <laughs> Stop it, Matt. Stop being so psychic. So what do you want these people to do? I'm going to tell the Weber guy to toss me all of his ammunition. And <laughs> I'm going to command the guy with the las gun to shoot his Weber friend in the face. Yikes. Very good. Round to the, the dudes now. So Weber guy's turn is actually after Lasgun Grunt's turn. So Lasgun Grunt is going to fire overloaded semi-automatic burst point blank into his friend and roll a natural 100s. God. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, he has it pointed the wrong way? His, his Lasgun jams, which is like a completely unheard of occurrence because uh, las guns are reliable and so he just jams his las gun the gun with no moving parts because it fires lasers maybe the heat sink fell off <laughs> he like clicks it and like accidentally triggers the like disassembly button do las guns have firmware uh probably not it's probably just like yeah. switches it's it slits switches and then like a dimmer switch for the power regulator or something <laughs> Can it be that, like, he tried flipping the dimmer switch and it fell off? Yeah, so that doesn't work. Other lasgun man shoots at the bike, but it goes wide. Truncheon dudes, they're going to grab their shock truncheons and charge the bike and try and club it. What exactly is the penalty you're applying to this attack, Zarkov? Four degrees. I think it's five. Okay, they still have a chance to hit you. He doesn't. 
he doesn't. Okay, so they, they both, like, charge and, like, swat with their, like, truncheons, but can't get you. They're still, like, interposing between the bike and the rest of their friends. Leader is going to raise his shotgun and fire. He misses. Shotgun blast goes wide. All right, and there, there's um more, like, las fire, like, coming from the opposite hill, but the bike is, like, evading so much that it doesn't really stand a chance of hitting. Actually, that one did hit. That hits Ketho. You've, you've got a last pistol shot coming in. I will attempt to dodge that. Actually, I'm going to use another fee point on this one, just in case. <laughs> well, the plus 10 helped. 20, target 44. All right, he misses you. It's your turn now, Ketho. I'm going to aim and take another shot, single shot, at the leader in this case. Mm-hmm. With a minus 50. Are we still at short range? Uh, yes, we are. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do... Uh, why not? I'm already kind of screwed point-wise. So I'm going to do a, um, a semi-auto burst with a half aim. No. No. All right. No <laughs> hits. No. Woo! You missed. All right. Weber dude. One of them obligingly unhooks his ammunition canisters and tosses it right to Tyrus. He's, he's got to make an attack roll to actually hit you with it, though. And... He does not, so he, he tries to throw you the ammunition canister, but it sort of sails past you and, like, tumbles down the side of the hill through and gets snagged in some underbrush. So long as he doesn't have it, I'm happy. He does not have it. Other Weber guy reloads. Back to Zarkov. I mean, at this point, there's nothing really stopping you from just turning and leaving, if that's what you wish to do. I kind of want to kill all these guys. They shot at me, but that's up to you guys. It's not like Zarkov to turn and run. Yeah, so let's uh, let's beat the crap out of him. So I continue my cavalry evasive tactics around them just so we can keep shooting. Okay, are you, you going to do evasive maneuvers again? Yeah, that's okay. Oh, God! What did you do? Ah! 89 target 60! Okay, very good. I don't think that's a bad enough failure to make you lose control. You have to, like, fail very badly for that to happen. Zarkov hits a rough patch. You get sort of, like, stuck in the ground a little bit and manage to pop your way out, but um, you definitely have some difficulty. That momentary pause gives people the chance to fire at you very easily. Martin's turn. Martin rolls a natural hundred on his attempts to get out of the web, so he is super-duper stuck. He is, like, glued to his chair and not having a good time. Omnissiah, why have you made my controls sticky? <laughs> Tyrus, what do you do? So there's still a more Weber guy, right? Uh, yeah, on the opposite hill. How far away is he? 50 meters away. All right, so I can't hit him with Dominate. Hmm. Oh, Psychic Shriek or something might be able to hit him. Uh, I don't actually have Psychic Shriek. Um, oh, you never did take it, huh? No. That's the, the telekinesis, I mean, the, the telepathy power that does damage. Yeah, I have a sail and crush. Crush would just barely make it. Okay, you could crush him. I could do terrify too, actually. Yeah, I can do hallucination or terrify. Uh, and I'm still not close enough to actually like engage in melee or anything. No, sort of dan- dancing out of range. So what's uh what's your choice? I think I'm gonna use terrify on the guy that's way uh, the other guy with the Weber that's really far away from us. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to cast this at Psy 5, and this is a minus 10 for me. 
Uh, rolled a 37 with a target of 55. All right, very good. You've got a hit there. That's that's two degrees of success there. Yeah. So he does not pass with enough. He had one degree of success, but not enough to resist. Okay, so he's spooked and has to run away for a few rounds. Are we not doing a shock table, right? No. He's on the far hill already, and he's going to be running away, so that'll put him out of things for a bit. Okay. All right, now, Anamibs, Grunt, Unjams' Lasgun, Truncheon Dudes charge in now and start clubbing. They're going to, they sort of like both go for the front and come at Zarkov. So that's a hit. We can attempt to dodge. Uh, actually, I can parry, can't I? Don't think you had any swords out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so I have to dodge. I have to dodge. Shit, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, target seven. All right. Second one doesn't hit. He he swishes past you as you're you're dodging both of these guys trying to club you. And the commander hits Ketho. It hits me? Yes. I will attempt to dodge. 30, target 34. All right, you got it. Shotgun pellets sail by your head. The guys on the opposite hill are, like, starting to run towards you, uh, except for the Weber guy, who screams and runs away from you. you. You all don't know exactly what's going on, but you're pretty sure that you know who's causing this stuff. And, uh, so Martin... Martin is still stuck. Don't get hit by Weber's kids. And, Ketho, it's your turn. Who's currently left? Everyone. There, There's, um, uh, a grunt... With a freshly unjammed lasgun, a weapon guy with no ammunition, two truncheon guys clubbing Zarkov, the commander who's like firing shot shells at you ineffectually, and a bunch of other guys on the other hill who are trying to run towards all this. And we do not get the bonus because we're not evading right now, or we don't get the negatives. So like my bolt gun might actually hit somebody? It might actually hit someone, yes. All right, I'm going to use a semi-auto clip with a half aim, uh, and I'll use a fate point on this, and I'm going to shoot that commander. Face. Shoot the commander. All right. Pop, pop. And I am declaring I'm using a fate point on this one. Okay. Okay. 43 target of 81. So oh, five degrees of success total. Uh, yeah. He fails his dodge roll. Your three damage rolls. 15 explosive damage, pen four. 15 explosive damage, pen four. Lord. 15 explosive damage, pen four. <laughs> uh, all right. So he... So it's... 10, and then 10, and then 10. Oh, God. Yeah. Your bike skids to a stop. Just describe how exactly this man dies as you aim your bolt gun towards him. <laughs> as it slows down enough for me to actually aim legitimately, <laughs> I focus my sights on the commander. And uh, letting the recoil of the bolt gun do its work, I put one bullet in his heart, one bullet in his throat, and one bullet in his skull. <laughs> Boom. All right. <laughs> Nicely done. That'll that'll do. <laughs> and I make a sigh of relief in this crazy world of monsters and things. At least I could still shoot people when not on a moving object. <laughs> yes. All, all, all you had to do was stand still. Uh, yep. So then... Um, <laughs> yep, that's that's exactly... That's how you survive. Very good. The, we the Weber guy just sort of starts cursing and then, like, scrambles through the undergrowth after his ammunition. It's going to take him a little bit to find it. Back around to Zarkov, there's two men with truncheons doing their best to stave your head in right now. I, I have quick draw, but is that still, uh, is there, like, attack of opportunity in this? I can't remember. 
you can draw your weapons without being attacked. If you try to move away, then they'll get attacks of opportunity. Nope. Ring-a-ding-ding-ding-ding! <laughs> Alright. They, they have shields. And it's two against one right now. So the odds are almost even. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make a lightning attack. What did you do? 61, target 50. Nope. Alright, next attack. Ah! Three, target 40! Oh lord, okay. You've hit a few times. Does he parry? He does, but how much? Oh wait, Blade Master. I can reroll one attack, one missed attack per round. I got that the other day. Uh, you sure can. Yep. And so, hold on, hold on. Uh, just, just one second. Um, so how many degrees success did you get on the successful attack? I believe it's four. Okay, then uh, he parries three hits. So he, he holds you off mightily, but his defense eventually crumbles and you get to hit him once. Awesome. Yeah, I get to reroll that one of their attacks. Sweet. So here's the damage. Nine. Pen two. No, oh, damn it. So that still misses anyways, that other attack. He's surviving the flurry of chainsaws flying at him. Okay. Maybe around to Iris, I think, next. Sarkov, you're on the ground fighting this guy, right? I mean, yeah, I'm in combat. Yeah, I'm going to run up next to Zarkov and smash this guy in the face with my four staff, or at least attempt to. Yeah, because I'm not aiming, because I'm keeping that as a separate half action, but it doesn't matter because I fail horribly. So whoever's next. Martin is just glued for the rest of the combat. He rolled a natural 100 when trying to get out of this stuff and has just failed over and over again. So I think he's just stuck until he can get help. Zarkov's not ganged up on anymore, which is good. The truncheon men are going to... They're still going to try and uh, club Zarkov, because he was the one who was uh, driving this thing. He hits you with the truncheon. I will attempt to parry. Cling. This is the wounded one. 28, target 70. All right, you parry the hell out of that. I can make an attack after a successful parry. <laughs> yep. Can I do a lightning attack? No, it's just a single attack. Uh, target uh, 60, roll to 31. All right, that's a hit. Roll your damage. 15 rending damage, pen 2. All right, how do you kill him? I remove his head from his body. Zing. All right, the other one is going to try and hit you. That's just a hit. All right. I will attempt to dodge. 61 target 70? Yeah, uh, you dodge him. Magnus is going to... Magnus is the name of the sergeant. He's going to fire again with his shotgun. But he's dead. Oh, wait, never mind. How did he come back to life? He's <sighs> back! All right. Emperor, be damned! His, his finger convulses on the trigger of the shotgun while his severed arm lies on the ground. Yeah, the, the last gun grunt fires. That's right. He's got a hit on Tyrus. Tyrus attempts to dodge. One degree of failure. All right, you get a hit from a last gun. That's uh, eight damage. No pen. I don't know if that even hurts you. Uh, where does it hit me? It was like the arm. Which arm? <laughs> this matters. Because <laughs> my left arm is bionic. Right. All right, so I negate that damage. Yep. Laser laser bolts mean nothing. All right, and uh, yeah, the, the other enemies start like two truncheon guys and the lasgun grunt. Start like scrambling up the hill towards you guys. They're not here yet, but they'll be here next turn. I think uh, the, the Weber guy is still screaming off into the jungle. He might actually just get, like, eaten by some kind of carnivorous plant before he gets back. Hopefully. Ketho, 
your turn again. Uh, we're not moving currently. We are not moving. All right, I'm going to put a semi-auto round into the Lasgun Grunt. Roll that dice. How far is he right now? Short range or standard? Short range. He's like 10 meters away. Oh, I barely missed. Oh, well. well. Bolt rounds fly through into the trees. And he sort of like flinches as the bullets fly past him. He saw what that did to his boss. Zarkov, your turn. One truncheon man remains. You've decapitated his buddy. Murder them. Murdalate. I will will try to murdalate. Murdalate them. 20 target 50 on a lightning attack. (laughs) All right. All right, he parries two, but one gets through. Ten rending pen, two. All right, you you hurt him very badly. Is it critical? Not quite. He's just a, a troop. He dies when he reaches critical damage. Ah, okay. He's out of parries for the round, so if you just like hit him with one more attack, you might just nudge him into death with your, uh, your second attack. Did you roll your second attack? Uh, I'm rolling it right now. All right. I'm doing a standard attack, though, not a lightning. 24 target 60. All right, you hit. Roll the damage. 16! Okay. Was was that Righteous Fury? Yep. All right, how does this one die? I rend him in twain the long ways. Ring. They've, at this point, lost their will to keep fighting. They're they're just going to start running. They, they like, take another, like, couple shots at you, but they are mostly sort of, like, shots to ward you away as they, they all sort of, like, run. Because you, you've taken out their commander and their heavy artillery. So you're, you're free to make your exit. Or you can, if you want to, just say that you've run them all down and kill every single one of them. You can too, but... No, I think we can let the forests or the jungle do the rest of the work. Yeah, what, what, uh, how much of a chance would you give them in this forest? <laughs> That's a wicked laugh out of five. That means zero percent. Actually, yeah, as, as you guys sort of like skid out in the, the bike and roar off into the forest as they sort of like run away, all, all sort of like huddle together and like murmuring things like, how many did we lose? We had drop on them, but they still did that. What the hell? The camera sort of like slowly moves up and you see like a bunch of eyes staring down at them from like the, the canopy above. Did you hear like a, like Matt, Magnus, come in. Magnus, come in. Like coming from the, uh, the microbead of the uh, the commander of that little thing who just got bolt gunned, a, a terminal case of lead poisoning, and Tabitha trying to reach the commander but having no response. So, oh, is this like this is the guy in front of us who's dead, right? Yes. Oh, we should take his microbead, or is is a microbead or vox? It's a it's a vox. Okay, we should definitely take that vox. Uh, do you want to grab the vox? Oh yes. Alright, you come back and make menacing like faces at them, like fire, fire your bolt gun a bit to like drive them off and like grab the box. Yeah. I mean, is, is, this, is this some, I mean, you, you could see that he had a Vox while you were fighting. Is that something that your characters would think of taking? Well, I mean, I, I hear it, so that's like, oh, they're, you know, they're comms, I, mean, I no, should... No, 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 it's, the, the players don't hear it. This is like what... Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. This is what the audience hears. Okay. I, th- I thought this was coming from, like, the corpse that was, in, like, in front of us. No. I mean, y- you, you kind of... Are you driving away? Or what? Or, or do you just sort of, like, drive them away? Uh, it sounded like we drove them away. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if, if you want a Weber, you've got a Weber now. 
That's true, and we have the ammo already. Yeah, well, it's a, a Weber with uh, with five shots for it. Yeah, there's not not much like unique stuff. The carapace armor this guy was wearing is not really salvageable because it was bolt gunned to pieces. My bad. Yeah, y- usually you're not going to be able to salvage the armor from people you kill because when you get to that point, the armor is already failed in its purpose. There's like a shotgun and las guns and stuff, which all none of you really want. So other than the Weber and the guy's fox caster, there's nothing really there for you. I mean, I think it might be a good idea just to pick up the Vox caster because we might be able to uh, use it to track them potentially mm-hmm. or get into other shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans are always good to get into. Like, I don't know, we could like broadcast that we were some surviving, some survivor of that unit and ask for backup or something and lull them into a an ambush, for example. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've done impersonation before. You can yeah. totally do it again. That's a good idea. I mean, I'm, it's not high on my priority list, but I'd like to have it with us in case uh, we get any ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. All right. You can take the Vox and the Weber then. Whoever whoever wants it really can take it. The Weber, it's a blast weapon, so it's good for people whose ballistic skills not that high, because if you miss, mm. you still might hit someone anyway. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, because I'd like to keep my bolt gun equipped because it is quite effective. Yes, it is. All right. Well, that is going to do it for tonight, then. You drove off the Faceless Traders, and it's now like heading in towards evening, and you are quite close to the um, point of interest. You can probably reach it by... Uh, well, we'll talk about when you can reach it next time, but you're getting close. Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon, or by emailing itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com, with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you for your sacrifice.